0: Lot. There's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. One yes! for the win. Yes, yes. Hey, coach, play this kid. Gives it to Jenkins for the championship. Oh! The Badgers are going to do it, Mike. They're going to pull this off.
1: Thirty-eight and done. They're going to knock off undefeated Kentucky. The slippers still fits! but how about those onions? Basketball.
0: All right, we are live for Saturday, January 13th. Uh, Pick some previews for the Pumpfic Pod. Um, massive slate today. I mean, we got NFL, college basketball. We got a, a blizzard outside. We got perfect recipe for sitting on your ass all day, doing nothing but watching sports. It's beautiful. Um, Yeah, anything uh, you guys want to start off with, or should we just hop right into it?
2: Down a just hop right into this slate.
0: Beautiful. I guess we'll start with the first one. Um, a biggie showdown in the morning here. Seton Hall is headed to Butler, four and a half. Uh, Butler's land four and a half, over-under is 143. Um, we've already talked about this a little bit. Seems like, uh, I, I like Butler. I know you're uh, Seton Hall seems like you guys are on Butler, but um, my only real concern was Seton Hall. Um, is that Butler feels ranked or ranked um, favored for a reason, especially with four and a half points. It's not just uh, like when you're laying a bucket, you're laying multiple possessions with them. And the uh, thing is the Texas A&M or Texas A&M. Seton Hall fouls a ton, um, sending teams to the line. Butler is one of the best free throw shooting teams in the country, um, shooting 77, almost 78%. Um, Butler is coming home off of that Marquette win, a seven-point win on the road. Um, so they finally got one of these one of these guys. I mean, had Providence, had him beat, fucked it up. Um, St. John's whooped their ass, but Connecticut, they had them on the ropes too, and then they they fucked that up late. Finally got it against Marquette. Are they gonna are they gonna carry it back over home against Seton Hall? Shaheen Holloway and company are rolling, beating Providence, Marquette, Georgetown, and Connecticut. Uh only losing to Xavier four and one in the conference play. So I lean Seton Hall solely because Butler off of that big road win. Um, I'm not sure if they'll be able to follow it back up against a uh, Seaton Holly at home.
1: I think I like Butler here, um, three and a half on Fanduel's juice to minus one twenty, if you like that. But um, I just I think that they can, they'll win the game. They they're fired up. Thad mata has got them guys cooking. Hinkle Fieldhouse will be rocking. Tough place to play. Sneaky good place to play too. Um, for hoosiers was filmed okay movie and i know i'm from indiana but um the only thing that scares me about this is that i like the under in this game and it's priced at 143 and a half um i kind of favor seton hall right the way they play uh especially against butler butler's got to be able to make shots obviously it's how you win basketball games um but I think the total's priced accordingly. It's going to be low 70s, maybe high 60s, um, but that favors Seton Hall's defense. It's going to really drown Butler offensively. Uh, But Butler's efficient and efficient enough where they've already played some high-octane defenses um, and high-octane offenses, and have fared well. Um, Beating Marquette was in it with Connecticut, lost by seven, but that was a much closer game than expected and then just kind of laid an egg against st john's and, and played providence pretty well too but laid an egg in overtime so losing three in a row i know they're off the a road win in marquette um so there might be a little hangover there but they need to get it done they need to win at home in front of their fans uh and their fans love love butler basketball so i like butler here on their home spot
2: yeah, um I like Butler to just keep it rolling at home. I think they'll carry over that momentum from that road win uh against Marquette and um get a dub against Seton Hall. I think Seton Hall drops this one here after winning those, you know, away home and away games against Providence Marquette and Georgetown. So I would I would
0: lean Butler. Yeah, I mean I can't really argue that. Um I mean Seton Hall's kind of had some some lucky big wins too and on the road. Um I don't know, maybe I'm just I'm just scorned uh, by scorning Butler just because they they screwed me a couple times this year. So maybe I'm a little jaded, but you no, know, I don't even see no haul in that one. Um do you guys have anything you're actually playing in that or just uh could it be you watching?
2: Nothing for me in that one.
0: Fair, fair, fair. Um, I guess we'll uh we'll just go down the list of uh what we're all playing. We can just go from there. Um the first game I've got today is San Diego State at New Mexico. Um this is the pit's going to be lit. I mean, it always is. Uh, San Diego State coming in, um, just they're they're ranked, uh, I think, 19. So I mean, they they've been playing pretty damn good. Um, UN uh, – New Mexico is getting everybody back. Uh, Mashburn, um, they got the Donovan Dent guy. He's been balling um, for him, um, balling for them. Jalen House, and then this JT Topping kid, I think, is the real X factor today. Um, I mean, he can, sco- he can score 16 points, six boards, uh, a block, and uh, a turnover. I mean, 11 boards, two assists, a block, a steal, 17 points. I mean, he can do it all, and I think the real key to this game is slowing down Jayden Lee down low for San Diego State. Um, I believe in everybody else, but the- this will be the real question with Toppen being a freshman. He's going to have the main uh, – excuse me, main uh, – assignment of, of garden jade on lee um i but i think like i said he can rebound he's forcing turnovers he can block steal i think he's kind of gonna give uh give lee a little hard time here make it a little easier on um, the rest of the team here um san Diego state also on the road they have a three point win at San Jose uh they beat Gonzaga by ten points you know that was a big get up game um now and then they have a six point loss at Grand Canyon a one point win at San Diego and then a nine point loss at BYU which is tough to go to Provo and win. Um, but so is New Mexico. Um, this is a very tough team um, to play when they're when they're at the pit. Um, I think you know New Mexico favored. They're, they're laying points for a reason here. I'm I'm backing them at the pit to get it going. I'm not a big fan of their free throw shooting, but um, I think there's going to be it's not going to come down to that today. I think New Mexico is going to have a a nice healthy lead, six seven points, um, and they're not going to need to rely on free throws as much. It's not going to be a one or two point game. So um, I I back in New Mexico at the pit with the Patinos here to uh, to get it going. I mean, and New Mexico's defense has been solid too. Um, uh, they lost to Colorado State by eight on the road. Uh, UNLV they lost by ten on the road, but at home um, they're they're just beating teams. UC Irvine beat them by thirteen. Um, they did lose to St. Mary's, but that was on the road. Otherwise, I mean, competition has not been great, but. This is a, a big get-up spot, uh, biggest home game of the season for him so far, too. So I like uh, the pit to get lit and uh, bounce back from a, uh, the L at uh, UNLV.
1: Yeah, I like New Mexico. I think that's going to be on my card today um, as well. Uh, I think, that, as you said, the pit's pretty good. I hate betting against San Diego State because they're a very good team, and I love San Diego State. Uh, I don't love them, but I, I, I like their program respect their program Um, but I I think New Mexico gets it done off the loss to UNLV but it's going to be it might be a closer game than we expect Um, San Diego State's going to have to control the pace here uh defensively and offensively slow new mexico down make them take tough shots uh they're not the best shooting team they're middle of the road in three point percentage two point percentage um and they don't shoot well at the line either and they foul a good amount so that's the only cap that i'm worried about with new mexico they gotta figure out how to play some ball together they're a young or not young team but they're a small team um while san diego state's a little lankier um We'll see how they. We'll, we'll. We'll. I love this matchup today. It's going to be great. But I think the pit is uh, just like Assembly Hall. One of those places that you know the fog. Tough place to play. Um, so I think I'm riding with the pit here more than the New Mexico team itself.
2: Yeah, I'm going to stick with my Mountain West teams at home theory, even though Nevada fucked it up last night. Um, so I like. I like New Mexico to bounce back after that loss uh, at home versus San Diego. Um, so I'm riding with you guys as well.
0: Gang, All right. Yeah. looks like a triple lock for uh new Mexico then. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't care that I think they're laying two possessions for a reason here. I mean, everyone's gonna, everyone's gonna love San Diego state with the points on this one. Um, catching two possessions. So give me, uh, the fighting patinos here. Next game. Uh, we got Vanderbilt at, uh, Ole miss, uh, Ole miss is laying 10 points over unders is and a half. Um, I'm on Vandy. Uh, I've been on Vandy the last couple of games. Um, they, you know, you could argue it either way. They should have covered, they should have, you know, maybe not, not covered last game, but they pushed at LSU. Um, but Vanderbilt the last has been uh, playing pretty damn tough the last three, four games. Um, Vanderbilt lost two points, uh, at Memphis. They had a three point home loss to Bama and then the eight point road loss to LSU, uh, LSU was, uh, a turnover forcing team. Um, Whereas uh Ole Miss is not not trying to to turn you over on defense as much unless you just give it to them. Um LSU was also plus twelve in the free throws and plus eight in turnovers. Um and it was an eight point game. So LSU had a had a big advantage there and they it was still tight until the end, um, for the most part. It was about a one one uh or single digit game, most of it. Um Vandy loves to drive an attack and uh Ole Miss is allowing the third most points uh, inside uh the arc and conference play, which is Kind of crazy considering they got a seven foot five Jamarian Sharp and seven foot um I can't remember his name backup uh behind him down low but um Ole Miss is coming in off that that Florida blowout I think uh, Vanderbilt's going to hang in this one they've been playing very tough the LSU game was uh you know they they didn't play great but they were still right there to uh, to cover and I think uh, the lack of forcing turnovers and uh, Ole Miss's foul trouble can uh, get them in trouble and. Uh, kind of propel uh, Vanderbilt to keep it within single digits here today.
2: You're muted, Huff.
1: Yeah, I don't have a side in this, to be honest, but I, I when I was going through it last night, I had to lean Vanderbilt. Um, I think the total's perfect just uh but old miss is not the same drown you out styled play that they were right and and just ground and pound well vanderbilt is so does mississippi state or excuse me does mississippi come back to form and do that potentially uh but you know big win against them against florida um but yeah you're right vanderbilt's playing good i think i think mississippi definitely wins the game um We'll see if Vanderbilt doesn't just blow a random cover like they did uh, against LSU last week. Uh, but I, I like it. I think where Vanderbilt wins this game and has to win this game is going to be uh, their rebounding um, and down low percentage and 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 forcing mississippi to miss shots which they don't do very well they're terrible at defense vanderbilt is so hopefully ole miss doesn't have too many shots fall because if those threes are draining they can easily win by 15 um, we'll see we'll see around one o'clock if, if i'm betting this or not uh i really like if vanderbilt gets ahead early or plays tough and that spread gets low and then we both can win on a low live play with mississippi just pulling it out in the second half but yeah no no dog in the fight for me
2: yeah, I'm on Ole Miss here. Uh, I know Vandy's been hanging around, but I think the reason that they hung around with teams like um, Alabama is they just went on an insane scoring drought. Uh, I had Alabama's team total in that game, and Bama just went on multiple minutes of not scoring for shit. Uh, Alabama was putting Vandy at the line. They shot um, 20 free throws, which isn't crazy, but they made 16 of them. So they're shooting 80%. They got 16 points from the from the stripe. Um, they got inside and and got what they wanted inside, but I think the only reason they hung in is more of a fault on Bama than more of a good things for Vandy. Um, and yeah, I just think um, Ole Miss is rolling right now, and I I actually have been riding them for a while in the early season. And I was afraid to keep that train rolling in conference play, but um, I think they've proven to me that they are a legit team. I think that blowout over Florida at home is was real impressive. Obviously, they got you know trounce at tennessee but um that's kind of to be expected i think tennessee is much better than them and it was on the road so i think getting a shitty vandy team at home um i got 11 and a half it's down at 10 and a half now so uh, you can get a better number than me if you if you like miss uh Ole miss. but yeah i mean vandy's defense is just so bad their three-point defense is 345th worst in the country o'miss shoots seventh best in the country 40 percent from three Vandy's offense also struggles from deep and they're also not the best interior. And like you said, they have those big guys down low with Musa C safe from Mississippi. Um, so mm-hmm. as if those big guys can stay out of foul trouble, I think they're going to be able to deny what Vandy wants, um, which is to get inside. So I think Mississippi, this is another like roll spot here. I think they score a ton of points um, and just make things rough for Vandy. Mm-hmm
0: fair i mean i can't argue any of those uh, on paper vanderbilt should get blown up by fucking 15 um but um they did just get van allen lubin back uh two games ago uh he played bama and then uh, lsu game um last game he had 11 points he was 5 of 7 inside uh three boards and assists a block a steal um you know he he can do it all he was he's been missing for a couple games and they they got him back finally i think that's going to kind of be a uh, an x factor down low is if he can he can score. I mean, if Jamarian if Sharp and uh what's the other guy's name? Musa Cise are gonna be mm-hmm. eating his lunch and not allowing anything inside. Um, then you know they're they're fucked. But um in conference play, I mean Ole Miss is allowing fifty-six percent of their point uh, opponent's points to come inside. Um the their free throws, they're they're not really fouling too much uh in, in conference play, but the inside game is where Vanderbilt likes to attack, and that's where Ole Miss is is kind of struggled playing defense this year um so I'm, I'm i think they'll keep it within single digits um guess we're gonna be locked battling here on this one uh shout out tyler uh lines at lunch thanks for popping in you know beautiful day of hoops let's uh fucking just let's crush it i mean there's i think it said 133 games i'm not sure if that's an accurate number but there's a godly amount of college hoops today and it's it's beautiful
2: Yep. Shout out to but Yeah. Shout yeah. out
1: them. That was, that was fun yesterday. Or that Jeopardy was fun to watch. I just want to say that was good content. Yeah.
0: That was a, that was a good. Watch.
2: <laughs> Their videos uh, over at Owner's Box Fantasy on YouTube fucking rock. I binge watch them all the time.
0: Yeah, they're good shit. Uh, next game. Anyone got a game you want to touch on, or uh we just keep rolling to whatever I got? I'm just going down the list.
2: <laughs> Tyler said NFL and CBV had me overwhelmed. Yeah, dude. I'm say I hate I was telling these guys I fucking hate these Saturday slates honestly. I hate that they yeah. just fucking throw 130, 140 games in one day. It's just too much to fucking go over. Um yeah. I mean, yeah. They need to figure they, out they Sunday
1: can, slate. That's what they need to figure out is 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 I get like the NFL is, is has priority, but if you just move 10 or 20 games, like Patrick Star meme, you know, we'll push it you know, or maybe even more games on Friday, just like spread it out a little bit longer. I don't know. That's that's what they need to figure out. Is is a little more Friday, a little more Sunday. Yeah. Games. Now the NFL is winding down.
2: Yeah. Had yeah. Me up till two. Yeah, it's literally up till three. Looking at these fucking games. Same. Same. It's so stupid.
0: The uh, like, you go. Ahead. Oh my bad. Like I was saying last night, uh, TCE show. They they need to take like a third of these Saturday games. So that'd be what 30, 40 games. You still have a hundred and nine ninety-five, a hundred games. Split it on a Sunday. I know why they don't do Sunday, the NFL and shit, but um, like they also want the kids to to get ready for the school week. Shut the fuck up. Nobody cares about that. You that's total bullshit excuse, but you can add some Sunday night games and shit now, like some big matchups. Friday, you can add more than just some Mac uh, MAAC action and, and horizon. I mean there's they're they're missing a bunch on this i mean just overloading saturday who's gonna watch half of these teams anyway like ohio western michigan who's watching that kent state central michigan like nobody's watching these little teams you could just put them on a friday or sunday people are gonna pay attention to them like no one's gonna watch that instead of georgia tennessee or kentucky texas a&m it's just horrible scheduling
1: bad <laughs> scheduling um a, a lot i kind of like this I. Uh, it might take live because it's going to get the plus money with Towson, but I kind of like Northeastern. It's a weird game to to be watching, but uh, I do love the Colonial Athletic Association. And Northeastern's kind of, as they are Huskies, they're, they're dogs in the fight. They, they squeaked one out against Hofstra. Towson has squeaked out a couple close wins, two overtime games in a row, so that's going to be a live spot for me.
0: On Northeastern. Uh, yeah, I know Northeastern... Oh. Um, I believe last game of the game before I'd have to look on and here, but they did have uh some late injury injury news. Um I know I faded them. Uh who did they uh Monmouth. That was the Monmouth game when uh Xander Rice just went like nuclear the first half. They were missing some guys. Um and then they did beat Hofstra on the road, so maybe they got them back. I'm not 100% sure, but um, just something to look at. I know it was two starters they, they were missing um, that one game, so I'm assuming they got them back. Um, but uh, do not ask for their names because I'm spacing on that.
2: I also kind of lean northeastern here. I, I was watching that last game versus um, Hofstra pretty closely because I had Hofstra team total. Um and they fucking like came out in the first half and just like put Hofstra in a tizzy and we're leading them pretty hard. And like, it was not, they weren't allowing Hofstra to score at all. Um, but then Hofstra came out in the second half and did the exact opposite and like immediately like got right back in the game, like dropped, like, I think they scored like 50 or like 45 points in the second half or something. Um, and then had two opportunities late to tie it up at 71 a piece to force OT, but of course they missed. um, but, I mean, if they can play like they did in that first half, I definitely um, would lean, obviously, you know, hindsight. You don't, you never fucking know. But if they can keep up like how they played in that first half versus offshore, like, I would definitely lean them. So it, I might be with you, Huff, and just try and see, um, like, how they're playing. Um, but I, I just don't know um, if they can – I just have too many –
1: too many games going on. And I have realized that most of the time on Saturday, I have a front loaded card, but I've realized that I like a lot of plays at night. Um, So if I don't lose all my money in NFL, I'll have a lot more plays for the nighttime, but I've realized like going through it, I like a lot more plays in the evening and night, but I think this one just stood out to me. I might just be being soft and just rip Northeastern, but I totally think Towson gets in a lead quick and Northeastern gets to like plus 100 plus plus one ten. You can get some value there and, We'll take a look at shot quality. My man Trevor been been sending us winners there and uh with, with shot quality. So yeah. Yeah, Northeastern's good. Towson is just a pass pivot, f- triple threat stance. Freaking we're gonna we're gonna play 25 seconds of this possession at minim- at, at minimum.
2: Hey, T Max said, did you guys see Terrell Burns uh, last night? I assume he's talking about that buzzer yeah. beater versus FGC. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking that was
0: awesome. It was awesome, but two. I low key needed OT. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I fucking, uh, I had Kennesaw minus seven. Dude, Kennesaw that, was dude, that lit. This was Kennesaw's always lit. Like I really I thought saw mid majors.
1: Youngstown State, I called that out in the last. Oh, I think we we're just talking pre-show, but Youngstown State, great arena. I mean, they were that was lit too. I love that gym. Yeah, that gym is a sneaky mid-major gym that I love. Yeah.
0: The Penguins get it rock there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no no, Terrell Burden, he's been going nuts. Uh his last last 5 20 13, 28 20 22. I mean 5 boards, 6 assists, 7 assists, 9. Like he's yeah, he's all over the place. Like he's a very good fucking player. Um I just wish he would have missed that and we'll, uh, covered for me in OT, but we move.
2: Yeah, Kansas City in conference play was really fucking good. I was really I kind of expected them to win that conference. Um Last year. I think they lost a lot of pieces this year too, which is yeah, kind of impressive um, how they're playing. Cause I know a couple of their guys are on USF now.
0: Yeah. yeah. Deer Raheem took uh young blood and uh, yep. I forget the other guy he took, but yeah, he took the two guards for him and I really yeah. thought UCF would be better than they, I mean, they're, they're solid, but they're not, I don't know. They're still adjusting, I think to that new conference, but I was expecting them to be a little bit, a uh, little better than what they're uh, showing us right now.
2: Well, they went to USF. Not UCF. I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, did I say you Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Go they've been
2: it. in they've been in that conference for a bit, but yeah, I mean they struggled early. USF, um, but hey, they fucking pulled out for me last night. That was, I uh, appreciate them. That was awesome. Yeah, it was yeah, that a, so
1: many yeah, steals. Hopefully. God, that
2: tall. They, literally like Delonte final three four minutes. Dude looked like
1: Delonte West, but if he was like six <laughs> eleven, it was fucking awesome.
2: Yeah, oh they played gosh. really well down the stretch because they were fucking me in the first half. They were down like. 12 yeah um, i was
0: West. I thought that game was over i i literally looked at it they're down like eight and then it was like six minutes left they're down like seven come back later and all of a sudden they're up five going for the cover i was like what the fuck is going on here yeah just, i got like, which I,
2: I got witching hours so hard yesterday like all of the games i was losing just flipped to wins and then the ones i thought like i was gonna win just immediately fucking lost dude yeah I, I, I saw had USF had like
1: plus out. seven and a half and they were plus three fifty. I was like, they're gonna win this game. There's nine nine minutes left in this game. They're kind of making comebacks. They were down like 12, but
0: yeah. Yeah. You, um, yeah at USF I've noticed they come back late. Like they start slow and then the last ten minutes they're like, all right, how about we just go win this game?
1: Do I dare did... fade your badgers at home with Northwestern to cover, Trevor?
0: I'm this on this on I'm on this game. This number seems big, doesn't it? It seems sudden, big, no. which
1: makes me want to take Northwestern just because they – Northwestern – dog. I mean, I know they're cats, but they can fight. <laughs> they can fight.
2: I got a bad number here. I'm, a, I'm on the over in this game, actually. I got 135 and a half. It's down to 133 and a half. Now, I am I think I'm going to ban myself from betting Friday night because I have bad CLV on, like, 60% of my bets. They've all moved against me. Uh, I think Indiana State is the only one that's moved for me. Um <laughs> But I I do think Wisconsin uh, wins this game. I think Northwestern just had a really um, like rough test um, on the road at Penn State. Um, they pulled it out. They got the win uh, for me. I had them on the money line. I think they were like short favor, like one and a half or so. Um, but I do think they can keep it close with Wisconsin. Like I don't think this game is going to be like a, a mid 60s type of game. I think Wisconsin's going to be able to score and you know put up 75. But I think Northwestern can stay within the number. Like you said, uh, Trev. I think the numbers. Um, a little too big for for me um i think it's down to seven and a half now i think i saw it at eight and a half last night um so it's coming down a little bit um but yeah i just think it's going to be more of like a 75 70 type of game i think these guards from northwestern um are just going to be able to score they're like boo -boo booey i i trust him to do what he's supposed to do um barnheiser also um has been very good for them and i think if, if langborg can like channel his princeton days and like actually score because since coming to northwestern i think he's been struggling a bit um so we'll see how he plays but i think northwestern has the tools to be able to keep with wisconsin and keep it close so we could even get some late fouling maybe if it's that close if they're down you know four or five points at the end and um get wisconsin to the line where i think they're going to hit their free throws uh so, yeah, I, I think Northwestern keeps it close. Um, I see more of like a seventy, mid-70 70 to low-70 uh, type of game. So I'm on the over. Um, I wish I had it and a 133.5, but whatever. I lean,
1: I lean the over with you on this, too, and I know taking an over at the Kohl Center is a little psychotic, but I think if the under, which goes with my cap of Northwestern, I think if the under hits, it favors Wisconsin. They win by like 10 or 15 because they can control the pace. That means Northwestern's not making shots if this under hits – um, and maybe they don't even score 60 65 points if that under doesn't hit and wisconsin gets like a 72 or something like that you know so yeah that's the only thing that that if if the under hits i, I think northwestern is not uh the right play but uh, i do lean the over just by how fast uh things can go i know uh crow wall these guys are these guys these guys are good wisconsin's good this year so I'd, i hate disrespecting them because i've been taking them most of the season but um i don't know I like this Northwestern team. They're gritty even off a loss to Chicago state.
0: Yeah. you yeah. could he, argue that Chicago state t- uh, loss kind of fired them up. I mean, they came back uh, only beat to Paul by 10, but they've gotten Arizona state win, which Arizona state kind of low key looks looks good now, I guess um, beat Michigan state uh, Penn state on the road. Um, the other thing Northwestern has beaten the Badgers uh, the last two times they've played uh, one at one end, uh, Cole Center one in Northwestern. Um, and it was a two-point win and a three-point win. So these games are always close. Badgers won by six. Uh, and then it, yeah, previously the Badgers were blowing them out, but as of late, they've been they've been tight. I think uh the I think the over is a good look too. I mean, you look at Wisconsin's law in 72, 72. Um 60 and 60. Um, granted those are those are lower scores, but uh Iowa and Nebraska put up some points against them and Nor- Northwestern can put up points this year too. Um we've seen them do that. Ty Berry can just get electric or get on fire and keep them in this game too. It's not like the Badgers play uh like elite level defense this year compared to normal. Um it, it is it is solid defense, but they're not um grinding you out and, and shit like they normally are. So I, I like this over with you guys. I may uh I may ride that with you.
2: I think where Northwestern has to get their points is from
0: beyond the line
2: here. I think they're going to have to rely on their three-point shooting and take advantage of Wisconsin's, um, you know, lackluster three-point defense. Um, obviously Northwestern's shooting like top 30 in the country and shooting percentage almost at 38% as a team. So like I said, if Langborg can, can find some rhythm and even knock down just, you know, two, three, threes this game and, and provide some more, um, offense for Northwestern. I think Wisconsin wins. And I think for Northwestern, like, I think Wisconsin is going to score, like I said, mid seventies, but I think Northwestern could fight and keep it close. So yeah, I don't see it like, you know, being crazy, crazy, like one fifties or something, but I think we can easily get into, you know, low one forties here.
0: Yeah. Uh, Langboard shooting 39% from three and Ty Barry's uh, 48% or 46% from three. He's uh, a solid play player. I think he's just, yeah. he's just been
2: struggling um, at least, at least in the Penn state game. Like he um, basically did nothing that game. <laughs> like he was just a full non-factor. Um, he had five points, two for five from inside, o for two from three, one, one uh, free throw. Like he's got to get more involved. Like I know he's not the main guy. They're not looking to him to be the main guy and get, you know, twenty points a game like Bowie is, but he can easily give you
0: a few threes, um, if he's open. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean Ty Berry went off last game and you saw like if somebody other than Boo Bowie can do something like this team is you know, they're pretty solid. Like they can they can hoop. So somebody's gotta step up. If if nobody's going to, this is gonna be Probably one of the worst games of the day then. But I think I think Bowie or, or Langford or Langboard yeah. are going to uh I am with you.
1: I'm with you on there. This might be like my dumbest Very. cap of the game, but I love Doug Collins and I'm taking Doug Collins here over Greg Gard. I think it I think it's great. Um
2: what's up next?
0: uh next uh how about this unc uh greensboro's at chattanooga uh over unders 143 i love uh, i love uncg i've been betting them for a little bit here um the last game they they were in it but um uh they had a dunk they, they were down i think five or six they went for a dunk to put it i think within one possession and then there was no foul, and then of course they desperation foul with thirty seconds left, push it to seven or six or whatever, and then no bucket, foul again, they lose by nine. Um, at At Sanford, Sanford's a great team. They held them. They held Sanford to seventy nine points. So I mean, it's a lot of points, but for Sanford, they can really they can really run up the score on on teams. So I thought that was pretty, you know, pretty decent uh, defensive showing. And then uh, since Mike Brown. Uh, Michael Brown Jones has gotten back there two and one, um, to beat Furman at home, East Tennessee state at home. And then, uh, the Sanford loss, um, but Chattanooga is allowing a ton of points from three point land, which is where UNCG likes to operate 11th most in the country from three point land. Um, and Chattanooga is allowing the, uh, 36% uh, points come from three, which is 31st in the country. Um, they're shooting UNCGs free throws are a little, little suspects, but, I just think this is the game that they finally put together. Um, they had Sanford on the ropes. Um, didn't come together late. Chattanooga has been solid. They beat Furman and VMI, but when they've stepped up in competition, um, it hasn't hasn't gone their, their way. Lipscomb beat them by 14. Morehead State beat them by seven. Um, Auburn, well, Auburn drummed them. Sanford, uh, they lost by five on the road also. Um, I think this is just the spot that UNCG finally puts together. Um, this will be the fourth game with everybody returning. Um, they can... They don't turn the ball over. Um, they're getting to the free throw line. Uh, UNCG or uh, Chattanooga's three point is just where I see this game is, is going to be one. I mean, they're giving up a ton of a ton of points from three and they're allowing um, 42% of the uh, field goals attempted to be three pointers, which is, you know, that's that's right up UNCG's alley. They're 44% in that uh, aspect on offense. So I think this is going to be a, a higher scoring game. And I think UNCG is going to get it done. I'm on the money line. Um, against Chattanooga. Jake Stevens isn't going to come and save you today. Let's go, uh, Sparks.
2: You yeah, shut out Greensboro for fouling with five seconds left to catch. Dude, that was unbelievable.
1: <laughs> that was unbelievable.
2: Yeah, they, they played pretty well. I think they struggled from three that game versus Sanford, but I think Sanford is much better than Chattanooga. I think Sanford um, is like... I mean, obviously, I fucking love them. I've been riding them, like, every game, especially at home, th- where they just, like, fucking run the score up on anybody. Um, but, yeah, I think Greensboro played really well. I think you mentioned it. Brown Jones um, came in, Kara came back, and, like, he looked fucking awesome. And that second half late, he got a bunch of his points um, in that second half to really make Sanford sweat there. Um, and, obviously, Colby Langley um, is their main guy. Uh, he played also pretty well. So, I'm with you. I kind of like Greensboro. Yeah. Um, here against Chattanooga, I think, like you said, they're seventh in the country in three-point distribution coming from three. Um, so if they can get those three balls fallen, I think they could run away with it. Um, so I'm with you.
1: Loved Greensboro all season um, for the most part. Had didn't back them against uh, a couple teams at home, just uh, on the home cap. But, uh, yeah, I think this team is is solid, and they're playing for – you know they're they're playing for a conference title. Chattanooga just put up what 109 against VMI. Now that's not saying much. VMI is awful. Hopefully Sanford does the same today, um, as their team totals set around the low 90s. Uh, but with Chattanooga shooting 109 points against VMI, um, they didn't shoot. They uh, shot 47% from three, almost 70% if you do if you round up. Um, for inside the perimeter, free throws. Uh, they they did not shoot the ball well, forty-seven percent. So I think that's at a short spread. Even putting up one hundred nine, shooting forty-seven from the line, that means they weren't missing anything. Hopefully, they come out flat this game. UNC Greensboro bounces back, uh, and uh, they get the job done. We're we're gonna. It's gonna be interesting to see the defensive side of things, as both teams aren't the best defensively. I guess Chattanooga has some. somewhat of an advantage um so we'll see i'm looking forward to this game for sure Uh, it's a sneaky good game love socon basketball
0: uh yeah the other thing um yeah who doesn't love socon basketball it's fucking awesome um UNC Greensboro in conference play is only allowing twenty-six and a half percent from three point land though. So they're they're defending it. And Chattanooga is also a, a fairly good three point shooting team. Thirty eight and a half percent in conference play. Um and they get forty one percent of their points there. So I will take the uh I'll take the team that's that loves and lives and dies by the three ball also, but uh they've been playing a little bit better defense in conference play here. So Um, I think they respond off of, off of the, uh, the tough loss and Chattanooga, like you said, they put up 109 against VMI. Um, they shot 70% inside 48% from three point land, um, only six turnovers, uh, 42 rebounds. That's, that's not going to happen again today. Um, so I think this is just a good spot for UNCG. Um, I know it's on the road, but you know, they, they played Sanford tough on the road. Um. Now you can finally get your first uh, conference road win today. If they got a chance for it. I think they're going to get it done. There uh, we go. Another. Uh, this is going to be game of the day right here. Florida State is headed to Notre Dame. Uh, over 100 is 144 and a half. I'm on Notre Dame in this one. Um, I've really liked Notre Dame lately. Um, ever since Shrewsbury went on that rant where he was like, if, uh, you know, if someone's not showing hard or, or giving a shit, you know, don't worry about it. I'll help you with your paperwork and I'll get you into the portal. We'll get you going. Like ever since then, they've, they've done very well. That was, I believe after that Georgetown loss or Citadel, but, um, Maris, they beat by four at home, Virginia, they smacked around by 22 NC state. They lost by two at home Duke. They lost by eight and then they went on the road and got an overtime win in Georgia tech. Um, now you're coming home against Florida state. Florida state has had three. This is their second, uh, or third road game. Um, if you want to count neutrals, um, they're two and three or uh, two and four, but still they lost to Florida on the road. You know, that's to be expected. Georgia, they lost by two at home. Uh, North Carolina whooped them by by eight. Um, but other than that, they have not gone on the road. This will be their first road game since Saturday, December 12th, um, for a true road game neutral they had in December 9th. So regardless, it's been over a month since they've left home. Um, and now you're getting a Notre Dame team that's that's playing inspired basketball. I mean, you go on their Kempom or whatever, it doesn't look pretty at all, but this is a team that's really turned it around. I mean, two point loss to NC State at home, eight point loss to Duke. They had Duke on the ropes until late. Um, and then it kind of just got away from them. So I don't think Florida State is going to uh come into South Bend today and get this done. I think Notre Dame's gonna finally not finally, but they're gonna they're gonna get another big ACC win at home. Um before they have to hit the road again, but um, yeah, I, I I don't know, just something about this team—they're they're starting to play a lot better. And like I said, that Shrewsbury rant I kind of think just kicked everyone in the ass, and they've they've turned it around since.
1: Like Alabama A and M, or like Bethu- or Southern, or F- Florida A and M, in this game, just because it's such a tough read, but I'd have to lean, I have to lean Notre Dame. At home, they're they're playing good ball, like you said, and and they've they've got some some heart in them and uh, little Rudy. I'm not a Notre Dame guy. I'm from Indiana. I, I actually despise Notre Dame, um, so I'm not an IU basketball fan, Notre Dame football fan. I'm not that guy. Uh, but Notre Dame's offense is pretty atrocious. Florida State can shoot shots, so on paper, Florida State looks like the better team. But winning three home games in a row in the ACC, um, I think this game's going to be. Perfectly close at plus one and a half. They got it spot on. They got it. They got to fight. Notre Dame's got a fight. Uh, and if they want to win this game, they need to win. They want to win some games in the ACC. They need to win this game. Uh, they played really good against Georgia Tech. So I actually watched that game. Georgia Tech is a solid, a solid team this year. I mean, better than they have been in the past. I know they've lost four in a row, um, but they've they've been competitive at least. So i think i think notre dame can get this get the job done today with you i'm I'm leaning there for sure
2: i lean florida state in this one i think notre dame is still just not good like yeah they've been hanging around in these games versus um like nc State lost with two duke they were in there um and then beating georgia tech like you said is is a good win especially on the road but um i think florida state i think leonard hamilton was kind of on the ropes especially like he's been having some bad seasons. And in the beginning of this season, he looked like he was really struggling um, with those four straight losses. But I think like losing to Georgia by two points is fine. Like I think Georgia's actually a really good team being within eight with UNC is nothing to like be ashamed of. I think UNC unfortunately <laughs> looks like a really fucking solid team this year. Um, but I think, Florida State um, has the tools to go on the road and beat Notre Dame here. Like Notre Dame's, again, still struggles on offense. They're 300 first and effic- adjusted efficiency on offense. Um, their defense is nothing special. Um, I think Florida State should be able to should be able to win this game, like, outright, because it's basically what they're um, asking them to do. Um, so I would lean uh, with the Seminoles.
1: That is maybe an over. I mean, 135. Not that many points. I think. I think sitting there is going to be tough. Uh, it's. It's not going to jump down to like. It's not. Or it's not going to move up at all. You're, you're going to be sweating this one out. But I think the over is the right play. It's hitting both of these these games. Um, or the last couple of games that both teams have played. Uh, given Notre Dame needed overtime to hit it, uh, the line was at 134 against Georgia Tech. But the defense is. Florida State defenses, they don't really they don't really drown you out. The thing is that Notre Dame's offense is the only thing you'd have to be worried about in that cap because they just play at a slow pace and they're not very good at shooting the ball and putting the ball in the bucket anyway. So um it'd be a light play for me, but I actually do which I'm normally an under guy, kinda like the over there.
0: Yeah, fair. I can't uh, can't really argue any guys' points, but I mean I just this is, I just, it's just, this just feels like the spot for Notre Dame. Um, I mean, they've been playing teams tough. You got the road win against Georgia Tech. Now you're coming home against another big opponent, um, storied AC or uh, storied for, uh, Florida state team with Leonard Hamilton. Um, I think shrewsbury has got the guys playing good. Um, like I said, that Duke game was closer than an eight point loss. So I think, uh, I think they'll keep this one close today. I think they'll, they'll get it done and give some to give Indiana a reason to cheer after, uh, Cold slot. I guess IU won last night, too, so there's that. Uh, our, our
1: Bears fans, they're not even Colts fans most of the time.
0: No, I suppose that's up north, isn't it, South far.
1: Yeah, it's closer to Chicago almost, or it's equities, But
0: Even better, they need something to fucking be happy for. Bears are fucking toast, they just lost to the Packers. Yeah, Notre Dame outright in this one. For all the people, feel good game uh next we got uh we're all kind of split on this one kentucky is uh at texas a&m texas a&m is laying three and a half now it dropped uh dropped from four on my book at least i don't know about you guys but uh oh it's down to three now so um or am i li- yeah no, sorry it's at three i was looking at the wrong game i was looking at new mexico um yeah texas a&m is laying uh two and a half at home um texas a&m's off back-to-back loss um and they're they're desperate. They're looking for a win here. Um, let me pull up the sheet. See who they've lost to. But um, LSU and Auburn. Um, they did lose to Auburn on the road. It was an eleven point loss. Um, they lost to LSU at home by fifteen. That was an embarrassing loss. Um, LSU was on them from the jump. They were they not they didn't stand a chance. Um, now you're getting Kentucky coming in here. And Kentucky went on the road last week, like we saw at Florida. Um, Florida had them beat, and then late they just imploded. And uh, Kentucky managed to pull out a, a two-point win here. Um, I I don't think they're going to have as much luck today. I mean, you're going against a tech, a desperate Texas A&M team who's at home. Buzz Williams and a young Kentucky team is coming in here, feeling themselves, winning six straight. Uh, just beat Missouri by twenty-three. Um, you got that Florida uh, loss you pulled out of their ass. Um, now they're going to head to um, where I don't even college station. Um, Kentucky's fallen a fair amount, of, uh, a fair amount uh, in conference play. 39 and a half percent on defense. They're getting free throw attempted to do uh, the field goals attempted and Texas A&M um, granted their, their free throws aren't uh, elite, but 71%. If they're, if you're going to get sent to the line 20 plus times, um, you know you're going to get 15 extra 14 extra points just off of that um Texas A&M they they've been so cold from 3 lately but I think at home in this desperate spot they're going to they're going to find it um and Kentucky like I said they they managed to pull it out of Florida out of their ass I think Buzz Williams is a better coach than uh uh who the hell, Todd Golden so I'm going to back Buzz Williams in a desperate Texas A&M team with uh Boots Radford um, Wade Taylor, um, Henry Coleman too. He's going to have to bang down low um, with uh, two young guys too, and I think he's just going to have grown man strength and and own the paint um, for them. So that'll be where this game's won is uh, is if Coleman can uh, bang around down low with Bradshaw and uh, who's the other guy? Onyenso. Yeah, so two seven footers, uh, but I think Texas A&M is going to get it done here. They are desperate as fuck for a win. Um, they haven't looked good lately, but now you're you're getting Kentucky at home and you're points. Maybe this is a fugazi spot of uh, you know just playing a dumb system, but this just give me the desperate Texas A&M team. Get it home, uh, get it done by a bucket at home against uh, Kentucky here, who who fouls a lot and Texas A&M can rebound. Number one in the country, um, offensive rebounds at forty-four and a half percent of uh, possessions get uh getting a rebound.
1: Nick, my guy, all years.
2: I would take the three and a half with Kentucky now. I bet it last night when they were plus one and a half on the money line, so I got fucked here. But uh, I just think Kentucky is by far the better team. Like I, I know Texas A&M is desperate for a win here after losing to LSU and Auburn, but uh, I think this offense is so lackluster. Like I don't know how they keep up with Kentucky. If Kentucky gets out to a lead and and steams it up to like you know eight to t- like twelve point lead, like Texas A&M plays super slow. They cannot shoot the three. Their two point offense is nothing like. You know nothing is special. Um, whereas you look over at Kentucky and they have, um, I mean, they're greened out on on Ken Palm. I know it's just, you know, we're not just basing everything off Ken Palm, but um, I mean, I've watched this Kentucky team in a lot of these games. Like that Florida game, you know, was super close the whole time. Florida was leading like ninety five percent of that game, and Kentucky just got it out. Uh, you know, got that win. Um, then Kentucky like also beat Missouri by thirteen. Um, you know, they beat UNC on a neutral by four. Um, like this team is just really good. They beat Miami by 22. Like this offense is just gets it rolling and they're gonna be able to score points. Like I don't I know AM slows teams down on defense and that's like where they can get the edge for sure, but uh I think it's just hard to slow Kentucky down. Um and I think like with you know narrative play if you want to go that way like cal and this kentucky team have not been anything special these last couple years like they want to go back to what kentucky used to be and and be a number one seed and fucking smash these teams in the sec so although a&m is desperate for a win i think kentucky as a program is desperate to get back to where they were um and if they get this win here on the road at a&m who um is a solid fucking team um, I think that just further like motivates the Kentucky squad to, to try and get a win here. So I would take the three and a half now cause you get, you're getting over a possession. Um, but I got a shit number on the money line.
1: This is the one I've been really back and forth about, but I think I'm going to back the Kentucky team total over 76 and a half. last night. It was 74 total jump, two points. Um, but I, I think I'm with you. I know Texas A&M just slow pace. They're they only put up 79 against Houston Christian and 79 against Prairie View, you know, Texas A&M's team total sitting at 79. Kentucky's gonna, Kentucky can easily control the pace. I, I I mean, Texas A&M has not gone over 79 other than two times this game, uh, or two times this season, excuse me. Um, So that's going to be interesting. I think that's that's indicating that they're going to have to run and gun. Uh, Interesting factoid, if you just Google Kentucky, Texas A&M today is that the over in Texas A&M has gone um, over in every game against ranked opponents, right? Florida Atlantic, Memphis, Houston. Um, even going over with the Houston game. So, so I, I kind of do lean that and and think I'd rather just take Kentucky on the team total there. I know am has got good defense. It's going to be a gritty game. Um, but I just don't, I, I, I don't, but Kentucky has a really good defense as well too. And a ms not the best shooting team. And I don't know what happened to this team. A big fall from grace, um, since the preseason starting five and O being up against Florida Atlantic and then blowing it, uh, Beating not beating Iowa State, playing competitive with Memphis and Houston, those losses can be expected. But you know, losing LSU at home is, was a terrible loss to start the SEC play. Um, so yeah, I, Nick, I kind of lean with you on Kentucky. Uh, I woke up, I I woke up feeling Kentucky after going to bed thinking that A and M's the play with the system, but then it it led me to the team total because uh, Kentucky can easily go over that, and we've seen them go over that in this every game this season. So every single game this season, they've gone over it, which makes me scared. Yeah. But, no, riding it.
0: Let it ride. Um, yeah, no, nothing on paper says the Texas A&M should be hanging in this game. Um, they're putrid on offense. Um, but the, the thing they do is they rebound. They, they crash the glass. They, they get second chances. Um, they've been getting blown out at home. They haven't looked good at all. Um, Granted, you can't you can't bet uh based on splits and whatnot but I'm looking at uh Sin splits here 87 percent of bets 77 percent of money is on Kentucky with the hook and 90 percent of bets 84 percent of money is on uh Kentucky with the plus money on the money line I, I don't know when I see that shit, it it just scares me off of those sides because I'm like uh, granted uh, the public wins too but but Vegas is trying to take your money like this is they're not trying to help you win. And I think them offering just such uh, um, enticing prices on, on a Kentucky team who we just saw went on the road to Florida and and pulled it out of their ass last week. So I mean now you're gonna catch three and a half and give them plus money again. Um, it just feels suspect. I think Texas Am just they get this game. I think they're their slow you down on defense um, is gonna just grind them out and and, and affect uh, Kentucky. I mean, like I said Kentucky's a bunch of young kids too. Um, fresh, freshmen and sophomores going up against um, a bunch of juniors and seniors and, and experience on Texas A&M. Um, this feels like the game that Texas A&M has to win. Um, they got to get going. Otherwise, you got Arkansas LSU um, on the road next. And, and granted, they're not great teams, but if you're going to get blown out at home again after LSU just did that to you, I think uh, Texas A&M is, is in real trouble. They're in a down spiral then, and they could arguably finish... One of the bottom teams in the uh, SEC this this year, but I think this is the uh, this is the game they they get fired up and get rolling for because they need it so badly. And this place is going to be amped up with Kentucky in the building. Um, they're going to be gigging them all day. So give me give me Texas A and M in this one.
1: Uh, real quick, I kind of like the A and M team total under two, which may, I think that just is proving my point that I like Kentucky here. It might be a better play. I mean, they, they haven't scored above 79 since November 23rd, merry merry Thanksgiving. Um, so yeah, I think it, it's going to be a total play for me. So stay tuned on that. But I, I just, I don't know if a and is going to grind them out. It's, it's going to, this game's going to be one on pace. And if Kentucky can just play at their pace, like they normally do, they win this game. Texas A&M needs to to control the pace and control the ball. That's going to be a tough thing to do against this Kentucky team that just runs and guns and can easily put up 80 in your face.
0: You know, I don't hate that whatsoever. I mean, the whole key for uh, Texas A&M too is is grinding them out. I mean, they're not going to win a shootout against them unless, uh, you know, everything just flips today and they're shooting 45% from three and whatnot, but um, the foul game too also getting to the line um they could just drive and look to take out uh Bradshaw or, or uh, Onyeso um via the fouls too just cutting in um with their size and length um inside but yeah that team total actually doesn't seem half bad it's, i see 78 and a half on my book but um yeah they they're going to have to grind them out so i mean limit the possessions eat the clock and uh, be efficient on offense i think under like unders games. Seventy nine, yeah. Yep.
1: The over Good did, for the you having legal books. In. Um, what's next? We um, gotta, those
0: are the. Those are the five that I have. Uh, kind of early right now. What do you guys got?
1: Um, let me pull up my notes because I got I got a night. I got a lot of nighttime plays. Um.
2: um well, let's go over the big ones that I have on my card. Uh, we don't have to talk about the shitty ones. Um, I have BC Clemson over. Um, if I fucking watch another BC game where Quentin Post puts up no fucking sat lines, I will honestly shoot myself. Um, but I think this is a spot that I think Clemson can get right and get a win here. I don't know if they're going to cover nine and a half. That's a crazy spread for a team that hasn't done anything in the last three games. Um, but I think the Clemson offense is very good and they can definitely put up, um, mid eighties against Boston college's defense. Um, Clemson can shoot the three they are They're getting 35%, 34% of their points from three, um, it's top 80 in the country. Um, and I, and I do like the BC team as well. Like they've proven that they're a very good team. They've beaten St. Johns. Um, they beat Georgia tech on the road, uh, beat vandy on the road like the team can definitely score um and i really really am fucking hoping that quentin post gets a bounce back here he shot he attended four shots last game and scored zero points i mean he was a legitimate non-factor he didn't do a fucking thing um so Super for being great. the best player on your team i would hope you're pissed off that you literally didn't do shit and you're gonna come into clemson and try and get a win here and, and try your fucking artist but um, yeah, I like the I like the the over here. It's 151 and a half. Um, I think we can easily get a game that's mid 80s for Clemson to low 70s for Boston College. Like they can score the ball. I mean, they put up still. I mean, they only put up 59 against Kees. KU really slowed them down that first half. It was like nine to like. 20 um, in that first half for like I feel like four minutes straight like nobody scored for like four or five minutes in that game and then BC came out in the second half and and looked alive and got the lead for some at some point with like five minutes left and then just crumbled at the end so um, I really hope that this offense is looking for a bounce back so
1: take uh, I like BYU today god I hate saying that one of my least favorite teams in general, but that, that uh, number is see there now. Six yeah, took four and a, took four and a half last night. So hate to give that out. Um, so kind of can, we can rush through that, but. Um, UCF's hungover, man. They just beat Kansas. Johnny Dawkins was going crazy. Look what they did uh, against Kansas state. They barely beat Florida and M at home. Um, I think BYU's offense can handle them. Just be curious how UCF's defense plays. Uh, BYU off a loss to Cincinnati, off a loss against Baylor. I think they, they, think they try to get one uh, road win first, coming home against Iowa State. Then they got Texas Tech. Then they got Houston. Then Texas. Um, so they, they got to get this done, man. Big 12 is never easy. I'm not saying UCF is a bad team. They're a good team, but they got to get this done before their big slate. Um I'm not just bet t- Big 12 games, I promise, but another Big 12 game I like uh, God, is TCU, I guess, catching four and a half. Love this Houston team, but uh, the home dogs, I always will take them. Like the Iowa State for that same reason, uh, and Iowa State is definitely not the better team than Houston, but it's just kind of how that works. Um, I like Southern Illinois against Drake today and Carbondale, Illinois. I think that's a really good game. Moneyline. A sneaky good game. Um, Drake off a big win against our favorite team in the world, the Sycamores. Uh, I can see Southern Illinois pretty public, and the line's not really budging, which kind of freaks me out, but I don't care. This team's good at home. Uh, I think Drake may be the better team just offensively, uh, but Southern Illinois can drown them out uh, on defense. So total's around 137, which is crazy with the Drake line, but you just never know with Southern Illinois. Uh so that's gonna be a live bet spot for the total, but I like Southern
0: Illinois here. Yeah, I mean Drake off of the uh the Indiana State win. I mean, it's a big fucking win. Now you're gonna hit the road. Um Southern Illinois has been solid. They've they've caught some teams. Um I believe it was Oklahoma State. Um
1: Yep. They won at home. I was on yeah. I watched that game on CBS sports. It was a great game, but you know, losing to Austin Pay, losing to Wichita State. The only thing that scares me is that they've won six in a row. How many have Drake won in a row? They've lost although- one in Belmont. They, they've, they've, they win one. They lose one. So Drake will be playing playing lights out, I think. Um, I kind of do like the over a little bit, although it's crazy with the Southern Illinois. I just think that this is going to be one of those games that gets to 72-70, and there there we go. You're, you're well over with seven points, eight points to get.
0: Fair. Yeah. Um- I mean, outside of home, including neutral, they're they're one in, uh, uh, including, well, I guess the last two games have got wins, but uh, prior to that, they were one in three uh, away from a home up until Illinois State and Valparaiso. Um, Austin P. beat them by two after the Oklahoma State win, so I mean, a little bit of a letdown after that big win, but um, I mean, they, they hung with James Madison by six. Uh, Indiana State just, I mean, you went to Indiana State and got fucking rolled. Um, now you're going to get another big dog coming in here with Drake. Um, I think, I think they can catch him. Um, like you said, it is kind of scary with how much, I mean, you can't trust the splits at all either. I mean, you do, you can't bet on splits, but just seeing all of that, uh, action coming in on him and the lines i moving is a little suspect, but, um, you know, Drake, they've, they lost UAB, um, on the road, beat Illinois state at home, lost to Belmont on the road, beat Indiana state at home, uh, or yeah, they beat Illinois and Indiana state at home lost their last two road games. Now they're hitting the road again against a uh, Illinois team that'll slow you down. They play lockdown defense. Um, They're not giving you a shit ton from three point. You're going to have to get it inside. Um, And Drake, that's not really Drake's game. Um, They don't, they will, but that's not where they like to operate. So I think it will be a nice clash of uh, styles here. I think Drake is, uh, you know, in for a little trouble here. Southern Illinois is going to get up for this game. I, I like it personally. Um, I'll probably end up on this tonight and I'll probably just play money line. I mean, when you're getting two points with a home team, it's nice to take it. But I mean, if they're going to cover that two points, pretty solid chance they're just going to win the game outright. So I'll just take the plus money on the uh, the money line there for Southern Illinois tonight. And they shoot great free throws 70, 77%. That's top 30 in the country. You're uh, muted there.
1: Oh, uh, another game that I took uh, is going to be most likely St. Mary's. See where that line goes around seven o'clock. But St. Mary's has been drilling teams and just kind of coming into places and not caring after a slow start to the year, right? Everyone was like, this St. Mary's team is not going to beat anybody, Um, right? Because they weren't beating anybody. Uh, But the thing is... uh, don't love. I don't. I know. I know that they can easily win by seven, but I totally see this as another live spot. Right, you get a lot of chances in conference play where the total is going to be drastically changing at the, right at the tip. Um, even the spread is going to be changing. Santa Clara is going to play tough, I think, for the first half. But three get three three wins in a row, two away wins. I know, given it's Loyola Marymount, uh, Pepperdine, Gonzaga. Um, on a big big win they were partying that was just two days ago so st mary's they're playing good basketball as of late four wins in a row they beat kent state by 20 uh, san diego by only 11 loyola by four portland by something crazy so you know i do i love the six and a half no but i think st mary's is going to have a live look uh for sure
0: yeah, I mean, you could even argue the uh, team total under for Santa Clara, too. I mean, they just came off of their national championship game beating Gonzaga at home. Um, they put up 78, 68, 58, 81 against Duquesne, 78. Um, so, I mean, as of late, they have been scoring a shit ton. Um, they they do show the ability, but they can either put up 80 or they'll put up 60-some points. I think St. Mary's is going to stifle them. Um, Santa Clara, uh, like, you said, like I said, just coming off that Gonzaga win, but St. Mary's has been, you know, playing pretty damn good lately uh holding teams 52 64 uh 70 46 69 50. like their defense is kind of starting to ratchet up a little bit here after their that um that weird stretch uh you know they they look good and then that middle of that Weber State game it flipped and they dropped five of the next uh five of their next six so but other than that their defense has been really good they held UNLV to 67 in a double overtime. Um, I, I don't hate that Santa Clara team total under to be honest, just a little letdown spot. Um, they were hitting shots uh, against Gonzaga. They got a miracle and one at the end to uh, propel them over. Um, yeah, I think I think the team total under would be my favorite play in this, but I, I don't hate St. Mary's minus six and a half either. Um, I just think Santa Clara's offense is gonna take a step back, and St. Mary's is gonna you know play lockdown defense. They they know they can't. Sleep on Santa Clara. They just took down Gonzaga. The caps
1: so. of Steve Nash is there. Steve Nash was at the Gonzaga yes. game. I put money on Santa Clara just for that reason. I think I'm gonna. Uh, that's the that's the sneaky cap. Steve Nash is there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was huge. And Santa Clara likes to slow you down on defense too. So both teams working the clock, limited possessions. Uh, Santa Clara off of a that big win. I think I think that team total under might get a play for me to today to be honest i don't even know what it is but
1: what else you guys got
0: uh i've got a list Uh, we talked about kansas state uh at texas tech um i mean is texas tech really that good um i mean granted they've uh they've had some big wins but They've just started to turn it around lately. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Oklahoma state. They wanted home. they beat Texas on the road. That was a big win. And I really thought they would drop the Oklahoma state game. Um, they did not. They mollywopped Oklahoma state. Do not back Oklahoma state away from home. I learned my lesson, but um, Texas tech's got Kansas or Kansas state Houston on deck on the road. Um, so they're, they're praying Houston gets a W today. And I think they're kind of looking ahead a little bit. I mean, it's, you can't look ahead in the Big 12, but you're going on the road against Houston, and Houston hasn't won a game yet uh, in conference play, so that could be a really tough spot. So um, they, they'll need this game, but at the same time, I think six and a half is too many points um, for a team that's, uh, you know, they've they've been doing well, but outside of uh, these last two games, nobody inside the top 150 in Kempom, well, Northern Iowa, but Villanova they lost by 16, Butler they lost by eight, um, I think Kansas State's defense is going to be good enough to uh, keep them in this game, uh, keep it within three possessions. Um, with the with the look ahead a little bit for uh, for Texas Tech, um, Texas Tech likes uh, you know they they're really good at shooting free throws, but Kansas State limits you at the line. Um, they're top twenty five and not sending you there on defense. So I think Texas Tech will have a little bit of a, a struggle here today. I think Kansas State defense keeps them in and keeps it within one possession here.
1: I'm not betting this game. I don't even want to watch this game. Oh, God, gosh, almighty! Now Texas Tech's been good this year. Uh, better than I expected preseason. Uh, playing a lot better, so yeah, I, I like your I like your read. Pop Isaac's a dog. Tucson,
0: dog. Yeah. So Yeah. I just I'm just curious if they're actually as good as we think they are. Just because they've beaten up on some bad teams, and then they had that big Texas win. Oklahoma State sucks on the road. I think they're good. They'll be a they'll be a fourth, the fourth seed in the
1: Big Twelve, maybe sneak into three.
0: Yeah, they're still playing slow, but they've got a you know decent amount of green on the Kempom. But again, this, these opponents haven't been uh, lights out all year, and they beat Michigan. Congrats. Um, other games I've got uh, Wake Forest. I don't know. I think we kind of touched on it. Not much. They're laying six now. Um, this is it's Wake Forest at home too, but this is a battle of the athletics versus the unathletic. I mean, this is a bunch of, a bunch of white Virginia kids that are going to try to slow it down, bounce passes, layups and Wake Forest can just light it up. Like they're, they love playing at home. They love playing fast. Um, And and we've seen UVA go on the road this year and just get trounced. Um, Ask him, ask him about that Notre Dame game. Um, now you get Wake Forest coming home off of a, uh, Off a loss to Florida State by five on the road. Um, Now you're going to get Virginia, who's going to try to muck you down, but they've lost by 20 in Memphis on the road, 20 to Notre Dame on the road, 16 to NC State on the road. I think this is another smash spot for for Wake Forest here. You're coming in off a loss. Virginia hates playing fast. Their offense sucks, and they've lost by 16-plus the last three road games. And then a neutral against the Badgers, they lost by 24. They beat West Virginia by two points. Like, this is a Virginia team that hates leaving home, and their fucking offense is disgusting. I'm adding this. Give me Wake Forest minus six. I don't care that they land three possessions. Virginia is going to go seven minutes without a bucket at one point here. Um, and they're just going to be out of the game.
1: Hey, we're Wake, Wake Forest is team total over. And that might be a little crazy, but. Uh think they can think they think they can get it. I don't care how slow Virginia is. Virginia can score it sometimes and match the paint. Or the, and they give up some they give up points. I mean 77 to Memphis. Wake Forest is a fast paced team. So I kind of I'll look at that. I mean see what it is. 67 I and it. a
0: half. I like it. Yeah I mean like like I said they're Virginia's defense on the road's not even like becoming lights so, out like granted 77 to Memphis Notre Dame put up 76. NC State put up 76. I mean, if they're not at home, they're they're kind of just letting up points. Badgers put up 65 on them. So I mean, I think Wake Forest off a loss at home can easily I think I think they can hit 70 at least. I mean, I know Virginia's gonna try to slow them down, but Wake Forest at home is like their offense is elite. I mean, 80 86, 86, 91, 91, 80, 88, 83. Rutgers held in the 76 records, a good defense, 82 on floor. Like they can put up points. Like, I think uh, we're getting a little too, too sold on UVA and their, their defense of, of, of the past, but this is not a good Virginia team. Um, They play great defense at home, but that's about it. I mean, they've played some tough opponents and they've gotten the doors blown off of them. Not to mention you lose by almost 20, the last three games straight. So, Uh, another game I'm looking at, t- t- talked about that, South Carolina. This game I'm intrigued by. Uh, Missouri, they're playing Missouri. I think Missouri is not as good as we had thought. I know at the beginning of the year, we are all uh, a little high on Missouri. But uh, where is this game? Damn it. Uh, we we're all a little high on Missouri, but they uh, have been kind of a uh, – Okay, I can't find this game at all on my book. now. anyone have a line on this? My bad. On what? Missouri. Missouri minus Missouri two
2: and a half, three and a half. I, saw, so, I Okay, that's what it was. I see two and time. a half.
0: Okay, okay I see two see three. and a half now. Yeah. So this has gone up. I. I mean, has anybody else really been too impressed with Missouri? I mean, I get this is probably playing into that same, uh, same uh, cap for the uh, uh, Texas A and M first. Uh, kansas or kentucky game but man missouri's dropped five of the last six but they played tough opponents kentucky georgia illinois seton hall kansas uh, pittsburgh minnesota memphis like they've they've played a very tough schedule this year and they're not getting these wins um, south carolina's coming in off of a <laughs> alabama drumming by about 27 points now you're going to go against Missouri, who has shown they can't win at home. George beat them by seven. Neutral. I mean, Illinois, they had Terrence Shannon at the time, still whopped them by 24. Um, I don't know. This is a little disappointing. We re- we all, I don't know, but you well, I think we all kind of thought that Dennis Allen or Dennis Gates. Um Dennis Allen, Dennis Gates would have this team rolling, and then the addition of Vanover. Um, I thought it was going to be really big for this team. Um, I like to play fast. They got a a seven footer that can run up and down the floor, Um, play with Ace Smith. So he knows how to play that style of of ball, but they've been just disappointing as hell um, this season. So I'm kind of liking South Carolina to go on the road and get it done. Um, The fact that we're getting three and a half now, I think I like that a lot more than uh, what I was going to play before with the money line on two. So I think the three and a half is a good look to be honest for me.
1: Kind of like Missouri I know that I know that South Carolina may be the better team but a 13 and one team 14 and one team whatever they are 13 and two um catching points against the Missouri team that's eight and seven I, I kind of just think think it's telling that Missouri gets the job done today um yeah they're not very good Dennis Gates though has the SEC experience La- Lamont Paris is getting used to it really love Lamont Paris as is a coach, though he's got those South Carolina Gamecocks really cocking it up. Um, but I think I think something just weird happens today where Missouri plays one of their best games, and so I'll dive into the stink. You know, they've they've lost to Jackson State. They haven't beaten anyone successful. They beat Pittsburgh, but that's not impressive to me. They beat Minnesota, not impressive to me. Uh, how dare you take Minnesota plus three and a half last night in the Assembly Hall? That was that was that was come on. Uh, but uh, just teasing you just love my Hoosiers. Uh I, but yeah, I didn't made
0: anything I last there, minute.
1: What? Oh, I thought you had, I thought you were on Minnesota.
0: No, no, no. I lean Minnesota, but I like I said I wasn't touching that game cuz I was like this I didn't want to fade. I I can't, you can't fade assembly hall, but it was also, I was like, they got Purdue on deck. Like how, yeah, it it was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, this is just a home spot for me that I like. I think I'm not saying Missouri is anything close to these big stadiums that that sell out, but this is just a home spot on the road that I like South Carolina's going into the cold land. Uh, I don't know what the Missouri weather's like, but I know in Kansas city, it's not very good. I don't know where Missouri's even located to be honest. Uh, University of Missouri, that is. So but I'm sure it's not not great and something that South Carolina is not ready for. they it's just it's just one of those weird spots for South Carolina, in my opinion. Um, Columbia, Missouri. That's right. Uh, so, so I, I think I'm gonna lean Missouri here, even though they I agree they're not the better team. Vanover, all these additions aren't very good, and they haven't been. So, so yeah, smack dab in the middle, of Missouri, in between St. Louis and Kansas City, which both fun towns to drink in. Very underrated towns to drink in kc and st louis so um give, give me give me the tigers today i
0: guess i mean backing you up your point south carolina 337th in the country 12.5 percent of their offensive possessions are blocked missouri 17.7 percent of their defensive possessions are they're getting a block that's second in the country so i i mean yeah you could you could see south carolina just having to live by the mid-range and three-point ball today and if it's not falling, they're gonna get they're gonna get fucked because i mean missouri's struggling to rebound but at the same time you have a seven foot five van over so when he's in he should be controlling the glass um for the most part so i mean i think that's gonna be a big one is, is the blocks too because if you're not getting in and you're getting your shit blocked and then you're second guessing it and then you're putting up some mid-range or three-point shots that you normally wouldn't it could get out of hand fast so you know you kind of changing my mind here i think missouri is the play here favored for a reason
1: sales for a reason baby let's go come on no i'm just teasing uh that's douchey comment of course but uh yeah I, I don't know i like that does anyone else got any other things i know um, i i think we should definitely get done before noon we can't go through every game but does every, you know haven't got some handful oh, of games okay. to go through
0: i mean i we kind of just the list that i had oregon minus 8 um cal was off that 19 point comeback at home against colorado um now you're hitting the road it is dropped to 7 though which is kind of weird um i mean i i do like cal's team i mean jalen tyson and uh cone those guys went nuts last game i mean tyson had a uh, foul trouble first half but that second half they let him go and he 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 won them that game like he was going nuts so i think it's a little bit of a letdown but I don't know. I have a thing about not backing Oregon and it's, it's bit me in the asses here, but I won't be doing that. And then the only other one I had, um, well, to Georgia tech Duke or uh, Nick, how do you feel about the Dukies today? Seventeen and a half at home against Georgia tech.
2: They got to fucking, they got to bounce back against them. Like they had no fucking way they should have lost that game. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how they – I mean, I don't know how they lose to Georgia Tech. I know they were on the road, but that's fucking embarrassing for this Duke roster. Um, I I think they're going to win the game. I am no fucking idea about 18 points. I don't even look into Duke games really because I never bet them. Um, I just refuse to fucking put money on them and be let down twice. Um, But, yeah, I I expect them to be up um, and beat the shit out of them after losing, especially at home. I think the crazies will be going crazy. So um, First real Mm, maybe. I Ten
0: don't know. <laughs> Man. <laughs> it's still so, so big. 17 and a half. Aren't they baiting you to take Georgia Tech? Like 17 and a half. Georgia Tech already beat this team. Yeah. I mean, Duke
2: mopped the fucking floor with Pitt at, on the road. So if they can, I mean, if they can, if they can play like that, they'll beat Georgia Tech by fucking 35 because they beat the
0: shit out of Pitt. Pitt's also just a team that. You know, they've burnt me twice now, but I've learned they can't shoot. Granted, that they, they made it to the beginning of the year. Lately, they they can't hit fucking water if they fell out of a boat. They are terrible. So, yeah, I, I've learned my lesson on Pitt. Duke, I think, is a little overinflated in this one, but at the same time, like 17 and a half points in a conference game. Like, I feel like they're baiting you to take Georgia Tech in this one, but. I want no part of it. If I did, I think Duke first half, uh, come back, get revenge from the Georgia Tech uh the previous loss. Uh, you're home finally. Um, first time playing Saturday at Cameron Indoor since the Charlotte game. They won 80 to 56. Um, so I, I think Duke probably gets up and going early in this one. Maybe Georgia Tech backdoors it, loses by 16, 15 points. But I want no part of this. But the, the first half is somewhat enticing. But 11 points is a lot. Yeah, it's that spread is huge. Just put uh, you only, in the
2: parlay, money line.
0: The money, yeah, that's a free lay piece.
2: It'll it'll add um, fifty cents to your payout.
0: <laughs> it's fifty cents more than you had before. Uh, the only other one I had was UNLV um, at catching Utah State um, at home. Uh, UNLV is down to one and a half now. Um, this is oh shit. Yeah, this is just weird. Like Utah State's a very damn good team. They haven't lost since uh, the Bradley. They they lost to Bradley on the road, which, you know, that's a solid loss. Utah State's got the nation's longest active win streak with 14. Um, they haven't left home since, well, January 2nd. They they went to Air Force and, and Molly whopped them. Um, they've won Santa Clara on the road and St. Louis on the road. UNLV um, coming off the New Mexico win. Um they beat Hofstra at home, um, Akron at home. They beat Creighton in a, a neutral in town. Um, I, I, I don't know. This just feels like a game that they get up for. Um, am I fading Utah State? Absolutely not. I want no part of that. But I would, uh, I would actually lean UNLV in this one. I just think they're going to be able to get inside, um, get what they want um, offensively. Utah State—that's where they struggle, given 56% of the of teams' points inside. Um, they're limiting the three ball, which you know that's not where UNLV likes to go. They like to attack it inside. Fifty-four percent of their points, they're shooting fifty-three and a half percent inside, um, but they can't rebound. So I mean, if they're not making shots, um, they're going to get blown out. But I feel like this spread's pretty telling of what's going to happen here. Um, this will be a huge game for UNLV at the at home at the casino.
1: I like Utah State. That's better team. But UNLV at home is tough to fade. Um, yeah, I'll take you. I'll yeah. lean Utah State with you.
0: No, I, I lean UNLV. Or, I mean, I, I'm also I, a sicko, I, but I'm I not mean, going I'll lean.
1: I meant against you. Sorry. I need more coffee and haven't yeah. been up yeah. enough, but was up super late. So, yeah, I, I kind of lean Utah State. But it, again, I'm, Nick, I've been with you on that system for the Mountain West home team. So this it's going to be tough, but I think they don't. They don't blow out Utah State like they did New Mexico, I don't think.
0: No way. No. No, Utah State has pride. Um, and they, they crashed the defensive glass. So, I mean, yeah, new NLV, 332nd defensive glass, 282nd offensive glass. Uh, they're not going to the free throw line either. It's just this line stinks. Like, why the hell is you you and, uh, Utah State only one and a half point favorite? Just it's kind of fishy, makes me think UNLV gets rolling today, but I don't want to fade uh, Utah State, a team that crashes the glass, versus UNLV, a team who literally doesn't care to rebound whatsoever. So, nothing there for me, but those are about the only games I really had. Washington State plus nine against Arizona, a little fuck you on the way out, uh, since they didn't get taken out of the Pac 12, but man, Washington State off that win. I don't know if I want to. Arizona, but Arizona's defense has been suspect on the road at best. So, kind of a lean plus nine for for Wazoo for me. And that's it for me.
2: I don't really have any other like huge games on mine either. Maybe we touched on the big ones.
1: Yeah, I might take an under in William Mary and see Stony Brook, but uh, we we don't need to talk about that. It's just gross. William Mary's there's the cap. On. It's gross. There's the calf that's gross. William and Mary, man. Dear Lord, I should not put that game on. So, Don't need to talk about that, but their unders have been nice, especially against conference opponents, and Stony Brook is a very good under team as well with
0: their pace. Oh, Indiana State. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Let's hear from the Indiana State guy. uh, What you riding with, Nick?
2: I'm just going with the game total here. I think the team total is fucking crazy high. I think they probably hit it. Um, it's 87 and a half. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, you know what's riding with them, they both play at um an insanely high pace. Indiana State at home, um, even better wagon like both teams offensively capable of putting up, you know, 80 80 points um in a game like this. Um, I think Belmont can shoot three. They can get inside and make some shots inside. Um, Again, they're 33rd in adjusted tempo. Indiana State's 25th. Indiana State, again, first in effective field goal percentage, top five in three-point percentage, end in two-point percentage. If they get to the line, they're shooting 78%. Um, The amount of threes Indiana State's going to attempt this game is going to be crazy high. Um, So, yeah, I think Indiana State runs away with it. I think they win a game like maybe – <clears throat> like 90 to 78 or some shit like that. Like I think Belmont's going to be able to get high seventies, low eighties. And I think Indiana state will cover that team total of 87 and a half. But um, I knew that total was going to move up today. It's only moved a point, which I think is um, shocking. I thought it was going to go up like two or three, but I'm just going to ride with one sixty-three and a half. and a half. I think if Indiana state's able to cover that, their team total of 87 and a half, like Belmont will be able to score. Um, so, I think it, either way you want to go with it whether it's team total or game over it's it's going to be a good bet. It's
1: tweeted that I like shout out CBB Nick on Twitter, give him a follow. George Washington money line against Davidson. Uh, that was in my card as well. I think Davidson's stinky. They freaking they can't beat Rhode Island at home. Come on. What what is this Davidson team that we all know and love? They've they've fallen from grace as well. Had a mediocre team last year with Lawyer. Uh, I, I like that. I like George Washington, especially at home uh, on the money line. It's good value, minus 120, I see. So I, I, I'm going to take that. And then also shout out your UMBC UMass Lowell play that was on there. It might You might be convincing me to take that on the, on the over just because it's a UMBC game. It didn't hit against Vermont, but Vermont's a slower-paced team better defensively. They're not as good as they have been in the past years, but it still got close to absolutely smacking too So I think I think UMass Lowell is a more porous team on defense and they're going to match the pace more than Vermont did. And Vermont still put up a good amount of points. So this game's this game's in the eighties for me on both sides.
0: Kubale is back for Lowell too. Uh, I believe he came back last game. Um so this could be a second game or his first game back. But um yeah, Kubale is, is back. Yeah, I um, think that's about it. Um, if there's uh, nothing else, we'll, we'll skedaddle out of here and let people uh, get about get on with their days.
1: We're a basketball podcast. NFL plays today
0: with the playoffs. Uh, Browns <laughs> minus two and a half, and Packers plus seven and a half money line for me this weekend. I like it. Fuck the Cowboys. It's... Fuck Fat Mike.
1: They should play basketball out in this weather too. So
0: why not? <laughs> I, I'd I'd be an under smash for sure. <laughs> Uh, by uh sun monday or sunday josh allen under passing yards are kind of like it's this blizzard that's rolling through the midwest is going to be out on the east coast plus the the i don't know if they call it ocean effect or lake effect out there um it's gonna be 23 mile an hour winds i don't think he's passing the ball much i think it's gonna be a lot of running and dump off so uh that under 207 and a half passing kind of seems nice but that's uh that's all i got for the weekend
1: Playoffs.
0: playoffs great day
1: great slate baby i'm pumped for today
0: absolutely all right well thanks for uh tuning in everybody good luck with your bets and uh enjoy the uh the massive slate we got today gold bronze
2: yes sir